Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ott. This week, something very special is happening. Several general conference services that focus on supporting Adventist missionaries came together and launched a unique event. And something like this hasn't been done before. The event is called New Missionary Orientation. In practice, it's actually a series of five virtual live sessions designed for long-term Adventist missionaries who are just beginning their journey. Every long-term missionary in this category has a chance to meet others like them, pray together, and definitely take advantage of every tool there is to make the transition into the field the best experience it could be. Pastor Ayrton Keller, who was recently elected as GC Executive Secretary, greeted the group. But because he and his family are facing an international move themselves, which is a major transition, we felt it'd be great to share his message with our extended community here on the podcast. Let's hear Ayrton's address right now, and then we'll turn to the main interview for today. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Greetings, missionary families. I'm speaking to you temporarily from Brazil, and it's a huge pleasure to be joining each one of you in this first new missionary orientation. As some of you might already know, I am currently going through an experience similar to yours, since I also now experiencing an international and intercultural change. As I move from South America to North America, and take on the new role that has been given to me. My family and I are in the process of preparing to move out of our home country, so we are also talking, listening, learning, and praying in order to be a blessing as we go on in this new journey. I will be one of the students of this series of meetings to learn about the processes, policies, and the support systems. I know that each one of you are living a new experience with the heart full of passion, dreams, and, and willingness to deliver your best for the fulfillment of the mission. This is exactly what the church expects from those that accepted the challenge of leaving their homes to go out, to show love, serve, and testify in distant regions in different cultures. These meetings have been organized in order to help you to have the best conditions to fulfill your call. All of our mission structure throughout the IPRS team, Institute of World Mission, and other areas of the Secretary of the General Conference will be with you, sharing information and guidelines besides engaging everyone in discussion groups. These will be moments of much growth. Thank you to all our team for the hard work to make this content available to all our missionaries. My dear friends, keep moving forward, trusting in the Lord. Do not forget that when we place our challenges in His hands, 
He places his peace in our hearts. When you face any situation that may make you lose control, remember that these are only opportunities for the Lord to show that He is in control. After all, God quite often presents His greatest opportunities in the form of your greatest obstacles. Keep going with excellence. A well-known evangelical leader once said that mission is to build a bridge that connects your heart to the other person's heart and to invite Jesus to go through it. Yes, this is the call of each one of you. To that end, I leave with you one request and one assurance that comes from the Bible. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 7. These are words from Azariah to the king Asa, but can be very, very important to each one of you. God said, please read in your Bible chapter 15 and verse 7, be ye strong therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Please proceed with this challenge. Be strong and do not give up, but also trust in the assurance that the work of each one of you will get a reward. With these words, I want to welcome to you to the first new missionary orientation. There will be five every enlightening and encouraging meetings to make your experience easier, more fruitful, and happier. But before we start today's activities, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are starting this meeting assured that each one of us was called to a great work in different regions of the world. You know the context, you know the culture, you know the expectations and needs of every family participating with us. I want to place them in your care so that you may protect, guide, motivate and give them the wisdom necessary to fulfill the ministry. That's why I ask, bless this meeting. Every information that will be shared and everyone that will be presenting so that everything may provide the best conditions to all our missionaries. Please, Father, we pray and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye, friends. May God bless each one of you. This is inspiring. Thank you, Pastor Keller. In today's interview, my colleague and associate director for the Institute of World Mission, Ronald Kuhn, interviews Elder Juan Pristol. Most probably you know that Elder Pristol serves as General Conference Executive Treasurer, although he recently announced his retirement beginning August 1, this year, 2021. We really wanted to get hold of Elder Pristol to share a glimpse of his lifetime of cross-cultural ministry with our community. You wouldn't believe it's 50 years of service. Of course, Ronald and Elder Pristol discuss the impact of the pandemic on church finances. Without any further ado, let's now welcome Ronald Kuhn and Juan Pristol. Welcome, uh, El Elder Presto. We are blessed and honored with your company today. You are a very busy person, and uh, we just want to say thank you for coming 
and for sharing some minutes with our missionary families, our frontline workforce of the Adventist Church around the world. And uh, we welcome you and thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. We are honored with your presence uh, before you officially uh, move to another phase. Uh, like Elder uh, GT said, he will only have one boss, his wife now, when he retires. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first question, and if, uh, of course, people would like to know the person and the family, and um, and where did you serve as a as a as a worker for the Adventist Church? You were a missionary in different places, and now in the U.S. Tell us a little bit where were you and your family before, and uh, a bit of your life. Yeah, it was uh, I was born and, and raised in the Dominican Republic, and after I completed my college degree in Puerto Rico, I came to the Dominican Conference, which was the only field we had in those days. I'm talking about uh, 1969. And I started as an auditor and accountant for the Dominican Conference. And um, the journey has taken me um, to be a mission treasurer a conference treasurer, a union treasurer, and a division treasurer for two divisions, and then uh, serving at the general conference in two capacities. So I, I have uh, been blessed to serve in alternative positions. I was vice president for a, for a union uh, in the United States just for a short while. Um, and also I was mission president interim mission president for a few months that gave me an idea of what those positions are required. So um, during these years, uh, my wife of uh, 50, 52 years has been with me and also my two little precious daughters that shared with me all of those years of service and uh, now live their own lives with their families. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Well, I, I, I would guess uh, how many years serving, but uh, it be between 40 and, and uh, how many years uh, you were? No, it's, it's more than 50, but uh, <laughs> it's more than 50. But um, because my time at Andrews University was uh, not uh, sponsored, uh, it is not, I'm not able to claim it for retirement purposes. So I will retire with almost 50 years, 49.77. But it is uh, in time uh, since 69, which is basically uh, 52 years. Wow. Praise God for giving you help, yeah. giving you a family that follow you. I know what it is. I have two daughters myself, and um, it takes a toll on the family to follow us around. But... Uh, God can supply what we cannot. But yes. thank you, thank you, Elder Presto. Um, well, what a time we live in, and what a time you are retiring. More than a year has passed since the COVID was declared a global pandemic. What were your first thoughts and feelings when you saw our churches in lockdown and offices closing around the world? What was your impression of a year plus from? Today, before it was a, uh, it was uh, it was a moment of uh, bewilderment mm -hmm. because you don't, you never expected that uh, 
churches were going to be closed just overnight. Hmm. And uh, the, the panorama of the church was going to change so much in a, just a short time. Uh, I remember a year ago, uh, I think it was in the month of uh, March, when we saw a very significant a lockdown and a drop in our uh, tithe income and mission offerings. I said, well, things are going to be very different this year. Mm. Uh, we, we, I anticipated that there would be some form of recovery, but it was very difficult to see that in the months of uh, March, April, I would say May and June of last year. Mm. It was only sometime in August and September, October, when we saw that there would be maybe some signs of relief in some areas of the world uh, that I said, well, maybe we will have a little bit more of a, of a normalcy. Hmm. But, but no, it, it was a very tough year last year. We had to implement some significant cost-cutting measures uh, in headquarters at uh, the general conference we had to um, just simply slow down all the expenses and it was because of that that we were able to basically survive the year with the income we received yes i can imagine the the heart of a steward i call treasures i call the yeah. you as a steward of our global church and um and uh, looking after the resources and especially paying salaries and all those things how but how are we doing financially after one year how what, what is your balance overview how yeah. do you well we just finished our audited uh, our audit for the for the year 2020 and the financial statement actually shows that because of the cost cutting measures and the blessing of God at the very end of the year, with a little bit of extra tithe, we basically ended the year uh, at a level of liquidity and operations that was very good. But it was um, it was simply because we cut expenses very deeply. Um, how do we go from here? How do we move from here? And how is the world going to react now to COVID? And how are things going to come back to normalcy? Um, we're going to have to take it one, one day at a time. It's going to be very difficult to predict it. And we're going to have to adapt to the new circumstances. I have to say that most, um, if not all of our divisions, have implemented similar measures. And they have been able to uh, survive the year. So the health of the church... Um, is still strong. I have no questions that uh, the church is resilient. What is down at the moment are the mission offerings, simply because um, because we don't get together in churches. Uh, there is no promotion. There is no way of uh, uh, encouraging people to give for mission offerings. And um, that has suffered a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think eventually... In time, that will also catch up. Eventually, mm. we will come back to the level of normalcy that we had, normality that we had in 2019. In many, in many ways, uh, 
um, our church is quite decentralized as compared to many, let's say, global, global networks and companies. We, we have a very decentralized system. Have you thought during this time that this is a providential way to be yes. decentralized and try right. to be self-sufficient with all the way down to the bottom? Absolutely. Uh, see, we are, we, if you're looking for the Adventist dollar, you're not going to find it in one place. You're going to find it in the local church. You're going to find it in the mission offering. Offers. You're going to find it in the in the unions, in the divisions, and in the general conference. Just a little bit, each one of them. Mm. So, what what is um, the better part of wisdom, Ron? Is that um, each entity, including the local churches, is is encouraged to maintain a certain level of working capital. And that is what has kept us moving, because when we did not receive enough money, we were able to use some of the working capital reserves, and the church didn't stop. Mm -hmm. and, and beautiful. And, uh, and would you say that those who followed the, the advice of the, what the global church suggested in terms of having a reserve and a, a working capital, a cap, and there are some percentages in proportion, those who have closely followed that suffered less. Absolutely, absolutely. See, what happens is that COVID has uncovered uh, the weaknesses that existed prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if the levels of working capital were inadequate, COVID just simply uncovered that. Mm. It didn't create it. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in our case, uh, we have been diligent in keeping the levels of working capital and liquidity uh, in an, at an adequate point so that um, should anything like this occur, we would be able to sustain it. We would be able to withstand it. And uh, we praise the Lord because we did that. We did not anticipate COVID. No one did. This was something that just happened. And it's not going to be the only one, I'm afraid. Um, the blessing of God came uh, in that we have been able to survive it. Uh, the spiritual health of our people is strong uh, via Zoom and other methodologies, virtual methodologies. We have been able to maintain our, our spirit uh, moving. Our, the Lord has been, uh, the work of the church has not stopped. But at the same time, uh, it has been kind of a lesson to all of us that uh, when these disasters come, when these pandemics occur, um, it is when you are prepared ahead of time, not at the moment of the pandemic, but before, that you are, it's, it's the reason why you are able to face him and, and, and do well with it. Mm. It's, um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I would say... By and large, the, um, the majority of our church entities and even institutions have been able to survive because of the adequate provision of working capital that has existed at different points in different places. Mm, wonderful. It is so nice to hear that. And, uh, you know, what? quite often what really inspires us are the individual who step in 
<clears throat> in a moment of need. And God has touched people all over the world to do a special thing. Is there any, any example that comes to your mind of an altruistic spirit of individuals who may be even anonymous step yes. into this moment? Do you have any recollection of somebody in the pandemic? Actually, we, 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 at the close of uh, the year 2020, uh, last in the last few days of the month of December, we had a very touching evidence of God being interested in making sure that we knew that He was there, mm. and without um, without um, any anticipation of this, uh, we had people that uh, sent funds to us in very large amounts. Uh, they sent it for the 1040 window. They sent it for the Unusual Opportunities Fund. They sent it for the mission, for the work of the mission of the church. Um, we were not anticipating receiving that. Mm -hmm. And now, in those amounts, in the middle of a pandemic, in, in, in the amounts that we received the funds, we, we, we praised the Lord because it was simply perhaps... Uh, an evidence of God uh, uh, being present and being aware that the mission continues. And um, I praise God for that. Um, I took it as a, as, a, as a way in which God actually gave us evidence that He is listening, that He is seeing, and that He is present with His people. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And um, as... Um somebody who gave more than 50 years of service to this church, official services, as someone who gave his life, uh, what is in your heart that you would like to share with the missionaries and volunteers and people in the front line and even tent makers who are intentionally sharing in the front lines about uh, mission and uh, the hope in 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 Christ, those are facing challenges. What, what is in your heart you would like to share with them now as you are stepping out officially, but I'm, your heart is there in the mission of the church. What would you like to share with our people? The only thing I can say, Ron, is <clears throat> I wish I had another 50 years. <laughs> I wish I had another 50 years to give because I would actually um, do the same thing all over again. Mm -hmm. I have no, uh, no regrets of any kind. Mm -hmm. I was a pre-med student, and I was intended to be a medical doctor. And um, because in my family, my country, we are very closely connected to the Navy, uh, most likely I would have ended up being uh, an officer. Um, in fact, my brother did exactly that, and he's mm, several years younger than I am. Um, but God had other plans, and thank goodness um, I was clear enough in, in, in my mind that God had called me to the point that I never looked back. And now, what is amazing is how quickly 50 years pass by. <laughs> it, 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 you would think, you know, it's going to take uh, a long time. The truth is, I feel like, it, like when I started back in 1969 and nowadays we're talking 50 years past that point yeah if i had another 50 years i would do the same thing because um 
I, I, I would be fulfilling what God wanted me to do. Now, my word of advice to those that are serving today that have uh, left behind uh, many things in order to be of service to the church and to the mission of the church and to God is never look back. Mm. Stay on and serve the best way you can. Uh, what I can take with me after 50 years of service is or are the memories, the, the moments of satisfaction in which I can say, well, it was worth it. And I, I, again, I repeat myself, if I had another young life to give, I would probably do the same. Mm, yes, beautiful. And um, many times I can imagine that as a treasure of a mission, let me pick a mission or a union mission, you saw moments of difficulty and challenges. Now many people are in the front lines facing uncertainties and difficulties. Um, and they, they kind of doubt, should they come back? Should they stay on? What is the future life? What, what is your message to those who are facing a family challenge or a work-related crisis, even financial instability, all this ahead of them, and they don't know what to do? What could you tell them? Well, um, the first thing a missionary needs to do at any level, any place, is you need to maintain your relationship with the Lord. You need to hear His voice. You need to be guided by His Spirit. You need to be reassured that um, you're not there just to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say to those that are living moments of difficulty, moments of uncertainty, uh, this, the, the, only, the only voice you need to hear is the voice of God. And he will speak to you. Now, if you are willing to be obedient to him, follow his voice. Now, it is possible that for some, due to family circumstances, they may need to return home. They may need to adapt to the moment, but never give up the dream. And it is possible that others actually will need to just simply stay put and fight the battle because the Lord is not going to leave anyone alone. God is there. His spirit is there. His angels are there. And his wisdom will actually guide us. It has always been like that. And he will never leave us alone. Wonderful, beautiful thoughts. So thank you so much. And with that, we could probably conclude here. But I want to just conclude by saying, on behalf of the Institute of Old Mission, of the members of the Adventist Church, of the frontline missionaries, volunteers, and others. We want to express our appreciation for your life, for your years of service, for Belkis, your two daughters, and, um, and uh, ask and pray that the Lord will, will give you help and will give you wisdom to continue to, to share uh, the blessings you have been sharing in your life and your in your service. Uh, may God bless you and your family abundantly as you move to a new phase in your life. May I pray for you, Elder Preston. Of course. Thank you. Dear Lord, we, we thank you so much for, for finding people all over this world to uplift your kingdom. 
And now I want to thank you for the life of Elder Prestel. He and his family have served the church in many places and now will continue to serve in a different capacity. We ask that you bless them, you protect them, you give them help, hope, and uh, a future, a future wherever you want them to have. We thank you for their years of service, Lord. We also ask that you bless all the missionaries, all those who are in the front lines facing uncertainty during this time of need. Thank you for guiding us so far, and we surrender our lives into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Ron, if you allow me, um, I want to convey to all of our people, missionaries serving everywhere, the assurances that some of us are praying for them every day. Thank you. And that they are not alone. Thank the you. Lord is with them, and he will guide them well. Thank you so much, this sir. For the conclusion today, I just must bring to your attention the upcoming webinar. It will happen on May 6th. So, if you hear it before then, by all means, join us. Here's the topic. Five things, all right? Five things that will help you better adapt to a foreign culture. Very focused, lots of value. Please join us. Five things that will help you better adapt to a foreign culture. The link to the registration page is in the show notes or simply go to iwm.adventist.org forward slash webinars. If, however, you'll hear this after May 6, you're hearing it after May 6, there is a recording already available for you, but of course, there is nothing like a real live interaction and a dialogue with other missionaries and the panelists. We would love to see you there. And for now, my name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next Friday here on the IWM Podcast. <music>